The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. I'm just about that action, boss. Another edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no guys. Me, really Ralph, really Ralph, Ralph from Virginia here at your service. And I'm just here to let everybody know that I have officially been bought out. I have a buyout pending with SGPN. This will be after the NBA Finals will be one of the last times here on the show. Uh, me and Unk both said that we're fed up with our companies and we're fed up with our co-hosts. And so me and Unk, we're going off and we're going to do something else. We can't say what we're doing because we signed the NDA, but we are leaving and we're going somewhere else. So shout out Unk Shannon Sharp for his buyout. Shout out me for my buyout. It was a substantial, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit less than Unk got more, but a substantial buyout for me as well. So I'm looking forward to newer and brighter things and uh, moving on. Scott Studio Rochelle, everybody. Yeah, uh, definitely uh, fun to be here on one of your last shows. No, just kidding. But should be fun to go through the coach of the year market in the NFL. Uh, I can't believe it. You know, LeBron got I, swept. I can only imagine what a buyout from SGPN would look like. I was like. going to say, well, uh, they give you a $200 SGPN gift card. Uh, but they still. Give me, yeah, they give me an SGPN. <laughs> You know, it funds the economy. Be like, all right, here you go. It funds the economy, you know. But still, <laughs> uh, yeah. Shannon saw LeBron get swept, and then he couldn't handle arguing with Shan with uh, Skip anymore, so he decided to jump ship there. So, yeah, I'm assuming he's going to do his own podcast stuff. So, whatever. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it works out for Shannon. But either way, for us, uh, for now at least, we do have some Coach of the Year odds to go through for the NFL season. I was sweating out some baseball bets, which worked out pretty well for me tonight. So. Hopefully the carries over into this market, which have will have a winner announced, I don't know, like eight months from now, but still some value to be found. Should be fun. Looking forward to it. I also realized, by the way, that while you're doing the ad read or the pre-roll, mm-hmm. I might have accidentally uh, forgot to turn off the music for the first uh, couple words in there. So apologies. <laughs> but Oh, man. All right. So coach of the year. With all these awards, I just want to start off by saying that they are completely subjective. Like, there is never an exact formula for why one person gets an award one year and one person doesn't. If we're being completely honest, Bill Belichick probably should be sitting on about five, six coach of the years if we if it was a criteria to it. But I, it's would, not. Throw Tom, I would throw Tomlin in there, too. But yeah. yeah, Tomlin definitely should have about five, six on as well, so... They made the playoffs uh, with Big Ben. <laughs> the last year. How did they how did they make the playoffs that year? I have no idea. But yeah, he has and he has, just hasn't had a losing season. All the think about all these bad Steelers teams. Like one year there was Duck Hodges, Mason Rudolph, and somebody else in there. And they still had a five-hearted season. I think, yeah. So last year, my guy, 
never in doubt. Brian Dable won Coach of the Year. You can think of all the narratives. Giants were complete trash in all of the years before him. He comes in, they make the playoffs in a very, very large market, New York City. He wins Coach of the Year. I think it was like 14-1 or something like that. Dable, this year, 30-1. to I believe I see some what, – what's uh, – I think some shops actually have him at 25. Yeah, so I see a 25-1 to 1 here. I see a 30-1 to 1 in some other spots. He's not getting it back-to-back. Back. <laughs> no chance. No chance. No, no chance he gets it back-to-back. Back. So – Well, I'll say this, though. Before we actually get into the market, you mentioned how subjective the actual voting is. There are a couple of criteria – that usually determine the winner in this award every year. It's a team that most often, that more often than not, did not make the playoffs the year before and had mm-hmm. a pretty big improvement in win total. That's mm-hmm. usually who wins the award, or it's a first-year head coach, which usually yeah. ties into a win improvement. But it's usually one of those two things. If you have a massive win improvement or if you're brand new and you change the culture, quote-unquote, But you basically have to make the playoffs, bare minimum, in order to win this Mm -hmm. award. I know Vrabel won it a couple of years ago because he got the one seed while his entire team was basically decimated with injuries. So that Mm -hmm. might be an exception because Tennessee was already a playoff team before then. But you basically have to exceed expectations by a wide margin, and you have to be significantly better than last year. You agree with that just as the baseline? Yeah, pretty much. And if you look at the odds, like look at the – People that have the longest odds, Andy Reid, Mike McCarthy, Todd Bowles, Kevin O'Connell, Mike Vrabel, Nick Sirianni. Well, Todd Bowles Sean is a long McDermott. shot for different reasons, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for but reasons, either but... way, these are all teams that made the playoffs. Like, you know, those are all teams that made the playoffs. Jonathan Gannon is down there, but again, he's there for a different reason with Arizona being. Well, that's why Projected Dable has no chance. D- Dable's got no chance to win it again because the Giants already made their leap. And in order for the Giants to do even better to give Dable the award again, they have to win like 14 games. Like, that's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, no offense to your Giants, but they're not, I don't think they're going to win 14 games this year. If that's your opinion. I'm just saying, no offense. <laughs> you're, no. you're welcome. You're welcome to your opinion. I think that, I think actually when I went through and I kind of, I counted. I, I had a twelve win ball club. So, um, okay. What they win last year? They won eleven last year. Uh, nine. Ten or eleven? Nine, nine and eight. I believe it was. It was nine. Okay, but the point is, it might have been 10, I, but, I don't okay. think that's a big enough jump in wins. And the Giants were the feel good story last year. I think I would have bet on him if they gave the award to Shanahan, but they didn't. So I don't see Dable winning back to back. Yeah, me neither. Okay, let's talk about the. Coaches, we talked about the coaches with the longest odds a little bit. Let's talk about the coaches with the shortest odds. Favorite at about eight to one odds, wherever you can get them at, is Dan Campbell. And for obvious reasons, because people see this Detroit Lions team and the additions that they made, how close they were to the playoffs last year, they assume that they have another big leap this year. Sean Payton is right under him at some shops 10 to 1. First-year head coach with a new team, not a first-year head coach at all, but a first-year head coach with a new team coming into a roster that was terrible last year, one of the worst teams in football. It's only anything but up from there. Matt Eberflus, the coach of the Bears, 
He is third. You have Robert Salaf with the Jets at fourth. DeMar- D'Amico Ryans uh, at fifth with the Texans. And then Frank Reichel is sixth with not Reichel, Frank Reich. I'm, 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 the, I'm the Reichel here. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to ask you, though, since you're reading hey. off names here, just the one that jumped off the page because I do root for the Jets. If the Jets succeed and win like 11 or 12 games, they're giving Rodgers all the credit, right? Like, yeah, I don't think it's going to solid. And so let's let's cut it there. Frank Wright is right there as well. He's at 18-1 with Ryans and Pete Carroll rounds it out at 18-1 as well. Those first seven guys, the chalk at the very least. I think there's a good, decent possibility that it's one of those guys. Yeah. I think the market is right, but I think the Lions did too well last year, if that makes any sense. I don't know if they did too well or they're too popular. Where there's mm -hmm. a certain amount of traction. Because wasn't last year their hard knocks as well? I believe so, but I mean, they were, they eliminated the Packers from the playoffs in the final game. Campbell showed some strides last year. They were really good down the stretch of the season. So I do think that the Lions are a team that most people think can make a leap because the NFC North is relatively weak, but it kind of goes back to what I just said about the Giants and how they got a lot of the publicity last year. So there's already some type of expectation for this year. And I think because of that, I don't think they're going to give it to Campbell because the Lions are expected to be good. They're mm-hmm. expected to win the division. And a usually double digit win total. I was gonna say usually the winner of this award has a mediocre win total and they come out of nowhere and you look over at week eleven and go, you know, this team randomly pretty good. Like who would have thought? Mm-hmm. You know, very good job by this coach. I don't think Campbell's gonna win it. I understand why he's favored because there's a lot of publicity around the franchise and the division's not very good. But I do think a lot of the hype surrounding the team will actually hurt Campbell's chances of winning the award because they're expecting him to be good. Yeah, I agree. I agree there. Uh... For a strategy, by the way, are you targeting bad divisions? I am. And so I was. that literally just took me into what I had as the person that I would like the most out of this tier. And that's Frank Wright. I'm not going to lie. Frank Wright has the opportunity to take a team that was terrible the year before, very much battered and injured. You traded away Christian McCaffrey. You traded away DJ Moore. Those are your top two weapons. But with the health of this defense and getting Horn back, and I think that he can sneak. He, one, the division as a whole sucks. It's the, the Falcons worst division are bad. Football. Falcons are bad. The Bucks. Have you? Did you see? The, oh, it's great. Stuff. So petty with Kraft so and uh, Mayfield having the battle in practice. They're you have so that. petty because the like, I mean, the they Saints are favored. Took, yeah. Sorry, they probably I'll, took I'll, the worst yeah. throws, the worst throws that of their entire day, and put them in a montage. And You're said, not wrong. This is the quarterback and it was definitely like set up for sabotage. There, is it frowned upon 
that I was getting Tebow vibes watching those passes in practice. Oh, Is that a bad gosh. thing? <laughs> the little wobbly duck throws, you know what I'm talking about? Like that, that it's was like the around. absolute – I just know for a fact they had a better day than what was portrayed. They definitely <laughs> did. They were. I could imagine the people recording – we're waiting for the bad throws, and as yes! soon as they got two, yes! Yes! let's go. Just fist bump on the side, wrap it up. They left practice like thirty minutes early. They got the B-roll footage of like, it, was like it don't matter. They le- yeah, they left. They said, yeah, it don't matter. We got. They waited exactly for a couple of bad throws, and they're like, all right, we're out of here. Wrap it up. They got into. I'm the, level. I, I the aspire truck. to be on that level of hating. I expect to be that level. Of you hater. know that that's the only reason why they were at camp was to see a couple yeah. of bad throws, but still, and that's it. To segue from Tampa, they're going to be really bad. So yes, let's get that yes, out of the so way. The Tampa's Saints are favored to win the division. The point is, I don't think Dennis Allen's a good coach. And we saw that last year. So if the Saints struggle and underachieve, I would not be shocked because I don't like the Saints coach either, which means mm-hmm. the Panthers have a decent shot to win this division. Now, the problem that yes. I would have with giving it to Reich, I, have to, I do have to ask you this. Do you, can you see a world where the same team gets coach of the year and rookie of the year. Because yeah, if they do I, well, I, Bryce I, yeah. Young might get it. Yeah, very much so. I That's think why that, I'm asking. Because there I is think, a chance that, that he goes into the narrative. Will only give because, him one award. Yeah, I think that goes into the narrative. Like, I think that a lot of these awards kind of come in bunches and come in pairs. And, you know, not one person always gets all of the credit. Like, if it's like a big name, then of course. But Frank Wright kind of came in here to a Carolina Panthers team who was looking for any type of spark, any type of spark after, uh, I don't even remember what his name was. What's his name over there coaching Nebraska now? Uh, Rule? What was their coach last name? Matt Rule. Matt Rule, yes, that's it. So the Matt Rule situation and, you know, another. Speaking of buyouts, by the way. Yeah, huge. <laughs> Speaking of bios, bios, huge. Uh, SGPN ain't paying me that much. <laughs> oh, that's a big discord. So, yeah, I think that Frank Wright, with the limited expectations that are – because what is their win total? Carolina? Panthers, I, yeah. I mean, they're expected to be below 500. Yeah, I think it's I think it's seven and a half. I, I don't quote me on that. If you could pull that up for me. Yeah, I'll I think pull it up now. It should be somewhere in that six and a half, seven and a half range. Yeah, so I think that honestly, I wouldn't be surprised like if it did if Coach of the Year came out of the NFC South just because of how bad they are. Like the NFC South and the AFC South, both of the Souths. I'm, I'm and you might get ten wins by default because your division is so bad. If you even have a decent team in a division, you might just clean up the division. Yeah, very much. Like, look. So that's why Vrabel is actually kind of interesting, but it's the fact that he's won it before. And I don't know how many times people get the – well, Ron Rivera's got it multiple times here. Uh, I don't really see – Bruce Arians got it multiple times here, but those are yeah. with different teams. So um, Arians was also a extreme circumstance where he took over a job midseason, and that, that yeah. was a whole separate situation. Yeah, so for the most part, it's not really like Bill Belichick's won it three times, and that's Bill Belichick, of course, but he's not getting it ever again. Uh, I think now it's – the only reason I say that Vrabel has a chance is because they have zero expectations. But with those zero expectations, I feel like there's been other years that they've had zero expectations and they found a way to just win games and win the division. Well, I mentioned the last time you won the award. 
or the one seed, and they didn't have much talent. Their whole division was just so bad that they ended up sneaking into ways to win games. So I actually think Vrabel is quite live to win this if you have faith in Tennessee. I see D'Amico Ryan's there if we're going to stick in that division. I yeah, really hold on, hold on. Let's, 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 let's talk about them in a second. But first, let me okay. talk about Edge Boost because Edge Boost is the world's first bet down pay later Visa card offering up to $2,500 and advances for bets is an extremely valuable tool. You can use them on futures to hedge. You can use them on the NBA Finals. If you got a huge bet on the NBA Finals, you can hedge out, secure you a profit, and pay them back because guess what? They're not they're not sleazy. They're not crazy or anything else. It's 0% interest at Edge Boost. Four weekly installments to pay your loan back, and you can get some extra money and help you with your without tying up your bankroll for months. So, support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/edge. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com/edge to sign up. Must be twenty-one years or older. Problem gambling? Call one hundred Gambler. All right. So yeah, we've been having a bunch of discourse about this we're going to talk about the nfc the afc south here a little bit more and i know you were getting ready to talk about D'Amico ryan so we're about to start putting some some odds and some picks behind this but yeah so again both of the souths afc south nfc south probably going to be the worst divisions in football which opens the door for a coach of the year i was going to say the the point is though i was going to mention D'Amico ryan's because i do think he's going to be a common choice because I thought he was a great coordinator of San Francisco. Seems like all the players love him. And if you think that division is going to be really bad and you think Houston can have a miraculous, I can't, I don't want to say miraculous because the division's bad. If they can have a surprising season and win the division at, let's just say eight and nine, let's say they finish below 500, but they somehow win the division. Mm-hmm. Is that good enough? Can he, no. can, can he win the award if they win the division in some miracle? Oh yeah, he no, but he has to. He has to be above five hundred. You think he does? Like you got to turn. You have to hurt. You have to turn a Houston club that could barely win one or two games, three games a season, into a nine and eight club, and he will win the award. But he I has said eight to and nine be, because no. once again they won like two games last year, so that is still a pretty no, good jump. I think they'll. I, I think wondering. they'll pivot if, if they're eight and nine. I think they'll pivot because the what if? Uh, it, yeah. What if the, Robert Sala gets into the playoffs? Like I would take Robert Sala over Ryan's if he gets into the playoffs and Ryan's is eight and nine and wins the division. I'd probably take Sala over him. I don't think like, I, I would because think... once again, Rodgers gets a lot of the credit. But I do want to at least point out for Ryan's, I'm not taking Ryan's. I only brought him up to compare him to Vrabel because I do think that even if Houston has a narrative where if everything goes right and they win the division, will he win the award? Potentially. Houston's not good. Like, we have to see if Stroud can actually play at the next level. I'm not going to suddenly jump on board in what still could be the worst team in the division. Now, I do like Will Anderson. I like their draft, and I like Mm -hmm. Ryan's as a coach. I think next year would be the potential shot there with Ryan's for me. It wouldn't be this year. I was going to say I prefer Vrabel over Ryan's in this division for this year's award, and I probably prefer – uh, well, oh, ten- there's another coach in this division that I prefer over both of them, and I'll just go ahead and give him out as my first pick. Well, I was about to mention him, but I'll let you do it. So, yeah. Shane Steichen at 20 to 1. That's the one I was going to say. I mean, I was going to say I prefer rookie those two guys coach. over Ryan's if I had to pick. Rookie head coach, rookie quarterback that probably has the highest upside out of everybody in that draft. Uh, he has the lowest. Or, or Minshew. 
if if Richardson's not ready or Minshew, yeah, he can be and, mediocre. But enough. Imagine starting with Minshew, ending with Richardson, and still put and still yeah, getting there. Matter of fact, was that was that Lamar's first season when John Harbaugh won it? Twenty nineteen, I think it was. I'm almost positive that that 2019 season is his, was his first season. I'm not totally sure, uh, but it could be. Um, I, I don't have like that in that, front of me. But. I mean, I'm, I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it up. Let me see. Well, either way, while you pull that up, the point is we're looking at bad divisions. We're looking for a team that could still – most people are going to pick Jacksonville to win the division. I need to see a bit more. It was one year. I kind of need yeah, to see so a bit that, more. That was, that was, so he joined in 2018. He had that year where he it was Joe Flacco the whole year. Flacco gets hurt. Lamar comes in. Lamar gets concussion. They lose the playoffs or whatever. And then that next year, Lamar's MVP year has that crazy year. It's all everything he gets MVP. Uh, John Harbaugh gets coach of the year. Everybody's happy. I'm not saying that, you know, Anthony Rich is about to walk in here and be an MVP candidate. And maybe we are a little bit too early, a year early, like how we're putting it on DeMarco Ryans. Maybe we are a year early on Steichen. But if Anthony Richardson is good, you still have Jonathan Taylor. You, you put together a defense that can be decent against not in the non, uh, non-divisional games. And you pick up a few wins. And then you go <laughs> them sweeping the Texans is a lot to ask because they just cannot sweep the Texans. Yeah, but they just can't do it. <laughs> they just can't sweep the Texans. But if you go four and two with a division off of something crazy, four and two with a division, then you hold serve outside the division and you make the playoffs as the division lead. And Anthony not and Anthony Richardson looks the part. Like he looks really, really good. And let's say, let's say Anthony Richardson is in the rookie of the year conversation. Maybe he, he probably wins it, but let's say he's in the conversation and you're getting that much national attention. They are going to, they are going to give all the credit to Steichen. They are going to give him the credit for Anthony Richardson because everybody said pre-draft, Anthony Richardson is a project. He's not going to be ready. You shouldn't take him that high. I think he is a project, but you're not wrong. If things go well, he will get all of the credit for being some type of QB. But it's not going to be Richardson. Like, it's the exact opposite of Rodgers and Salah. Yeah. Where you just said, if they win, it's going to be Rodgers. Yeah, he's getting all the credit if Richardson even looks mediocre. Yeah. So it's like the the bar is on the floor, and you're getting 20 to 1 for somebody that can literally – all he has to do is just go in there and – let Anthony Richardson prove if he's a good quarterback. If he's a good quarterback, he's going to get all the credit and he's going to be coach of the year. I, I think that's probably one of my favorite bets, Shane Steichen at 20 to 1. Okay, so is it time for us to just throw out bets that we're yeah, tempted by? Yeah, just throw them out. Okay, so first of all, I'm going to tail one of your picks from earlier. I like Frank Reich at 18 to 1. Mm-hmm. Carolina's probably my favorite team in that division. I know the Saints are probably the most win-now team, but... Once again, I despise Dennis Allen. I think that he's an abysmal coach. So I am not interested in going with the Saints. I watched them blow countless games last year. And even Derek Carr, who I think is pretty good, we know that for the most part, he's, what, like a 500 quarterback? 
for the most part. Uh, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. But Give he's, take, he's so a lot I, better. He's a lot better than his record indicates. I'm just saying, obviously. Dennis Allen in his career, fifteen and thirty-eight as a head coach. So I, I think the Saints could be a real underachiever. So I do like Frank Reich there. If you do think Bryce Young's going to be good, but they have talent, and I do think that Carolina could win that division. I like them more than Atlanta, who needs help at a lot of positions and drafts a running back. But I do think Carolina with Frank Reich at eighteen to one is a very solid first-year coach option for me. Can I I wanted to at least table or discuss Sean Payton because we mentioned Dan Campbell as one of the favorites. Russell Wilson might be cooked. Possibility. Denver was so bad last year despite having such a great defense. If Denver ends up winning 10 games, now the only issue is their division's tough. They're not going to win the, their division because the Chiefs are going to win it. If the Broncos finish ahead of the Chargers, and the Broncos win like 10 or 11 games. Do you think Sean Payton's reputation potentially steals him the award by salvaging Russell Wilson's career? Is that narrative there? Man, I... It's a narrative award, so I'm just once again trying to spit out some narratives that people could could jump on. But how well does Russ have to play for him to, like, he has to play amazing over the course of the year. I'm just bringing it up for the sake of bringing it up. I think there is a case to be made if we're talking about the QB whisperer idea. I don't idea. think it's worth it at 10-1, though. It, maybe if it was a little bit more, but it's 10-1. Um, I wanted to mention uh, one of the quote-unquote favorites, so that's why I stuck with 10-1. to 1, But I found Sean Payton fascinating because of his how experience. How did they start their season? Wait, what? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Let me. I'm just pulling up there uh, how the early part of the Broncos season. It was because the offense was that bad last year, and since Peyton specializes in offense, I do think if they can boost their points per game production by like double, or a little bit less than double, but still a decent chunk, Peyton could become a media candidate, and the narrative might be pretty strong. But I'm not saying he's going to win it. I just thought that there was a case to be made if we're trying to speculate on narratives that could play out. Can you see a world where Peyton wins it if Russell Wilson looks pretty good? Yeah, I can. I can. So if I wanted looks, to bring that up for 10-1. to 1. That's one I wanted to bring up. <clears throat> there, are, there are a couple of other shots I wanted to take. This one is going to seem like a sleeper, but I really do love the play here. And it's not a first-year head coach. We mentioned that Aaron Rodgers would take all of the credit for the Jets if the Jets do well. What if I told you the Packers won the division and Aaron Rodgers wasn't there anymore? So I was I was literally on the same way as you. Twenty to one. But Matt LaFleur. I didn't I didn't take Matt LaFleur. I took Twenty to Matt one. Eberfuss. I think it's I interesting. If you think Jordan Love is not bad and that division is up for grabs because maybe you're low in Minnesota they were undefeated in one-score games in the regular season. That's not sustainable. And the Lions, once again, we'll see what happens. They have the gambling suspensions for some of their players. And besides that, we don't know how Goff's going to look the year after, after such a good year. I think Green Bay could win this division. And I do think that everybody kind of thought that LaFleur was Rodgers' puppet for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. If he wins this division with, with love, there's a really strong case there. As far as oh, I'm he's concerned. easily coach of the year. I, so my thought with Lafleur was I was going to wait and just say that maybe they had a rocky start to the season and play together, and I got better odds on Lafleur. Kind of the same thing with Iberflus as well, a little bit. But I mean, it's the same thought process with Iberflus at twelve to one. 
and you're getting better odds on him before. And Eberflus is getting boosted because he has Justin Fields, but it's just fate in the Lions and just fate in that the Lions put it all together and they automatically walk away. Because I'm telling you right now, if somebody other than Detroit wins this division, well, okay, other than Detroit, if the Bears or the Packers win this division, they are coach of the year. Like I think that you meant is like coach other the than year. the Vikings, but yes, I knew what you meant. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like if it's the Bears or the Packers, if one of those teams wins this division, Eberflus or LaFleur is coach of the year, you can bank it. Like that, and just to that be clear, the, the Packers on paper still have a good roster. It's not like this team is a bunch of, you know, trash. It's just the fact that they were bad last year. Some injuries got in the way. Rodgers really didn't have a great year as well. But mm-hmm. I think that Rodgers can really swing the pendulum a little bit where he's going to take credit away from Salah if the Jets do well. But if the Packers win without Rodgers, LaFleur's a hero. Mm-hmm. No, I, I like really that. like those like odds those at twenty two. to one because I'm pretty low like on the like expectations for the Lions and for the Vikings. So twenty to one, I think it's a great price. Yeah, I like both of them. Before and Eberflus, I like both of them. I think they both are pretty good. Uh, Do you want to make a case for Tomlin at thirty to one? They missed the playoffs last year. They did. Um. If you think Pickett, maybe it, 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 they, I think he has to win the division, though. He has to beat out Baltimore and the Bengals for the division, and that's really tough. It's very tricky, but it's 30-1. to 1. I know they made some – they ended up drafting Broderick Jones. They got themselves an offensive lineman, which might help out. I, I just thought I should ask you, because we started talking about Tomlin, and now and he's always going to finish Jr. Joey Porter Jr. comes in, so that really gives them some cornerback help that they really, really needed like this. But I don't think that – Tomlin can be a 12-win ball club and win coach of the year. Like, I was just I digging for some serious be... long shots. I mean, the best yeah. long shot on principle, it's not going to happen because I think this team is really bad. McVay, if the Rams somehow make the playoffs with this terrible roster, like 30-1, to 1, you know, maybe you're not sold on Trey Lance. Who is the quarterback of the Rams? It's still Stafford. Oh, yeah, it is Stafford. Okay. I mean, I don't know if he's going to stay healthy or not. They got rid of Jalen Ramsey. Uh, Cup got injured last year. He'll be back. I don't think the Rams are good, and their entire situation with their draft picks that they shipped off in order to acquire all the talent for the Super Bowl is not good. But if the argument is the team that's favored to win the division has either Trey Lance or Sam Darnold as their starting quarterback, I know Seattle was good last year, so you can make an argument Seattle maybe wins that division. 30-1 30-1 to 1 on McVay. I think there's worse ways to take long shots. For the record, the Rams are gonna are not going to be good. Like, I don't think they're going to be a good team. But if you have faith in McVay, I think you can make an argument at 30-1. to 1, There's a worse long shot to take. But he is arguably the longest shot on the board. And they did win a Super Bowl two years ago. Mm. All right. We're gonna get it's to all, our it's all narrative two. again. So the, the Rams were that bad. So if you're picturing some miraculous turnaround, McVeigh's gonna win it. I just can't see any type of turnaround. I don't like either. That. I don't either. Right, but so, once you, I'm trying to play devil's advocate, trying to throw some stuff and seeing what sticks. We're gonna get into our top two best bets for coach of the year. First, I gotta talk to you about the NBA Finals and Stanley Cup contest we have in the SGPN app. Two free contests. All you have to do is go into the app. Type in some props on both series, and you have a chance to win a $100 SGPN gift card. Download the SGPN app and enter today. All right. 
best bets for coach of the year. I feel like we're going to make one, one of the same best bets, but we're still going to throw it out there. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and throw down my edge boost double down play of the day. I'm sticking with I, I was gonna I was gonna give it to Steichen. I was. But Charlotte has become like a second home to me. So I'm sticking with Frank Reichel and the Charlotte uh and the Carolina Panthers. Charlotte, North Carolina, four stand up. We got Frank Reich at Frank Wright is at what now? 18-1? I think that is a pretty solid price. Yes, he has a rookie quarterback. Yes, rookie quarterbacks get a lot of bad rep in the league a lot of times. But that defense is alive, and they're healthy, and they're coming back, and they can carry them into a lot of games. So if they can get to maybe 21 points per game and a little bit more, then they're going to win a lot of the games they're in because I think the defense is going to be very, very good this year. And also, you didn't so. mention with a rookie quarterback, you can make an argument that Bryce Young is already the second best quarterback in the division. <laughs> you can make an argument. Yeah, yeah very, very. I'm not much, a Ritter bro. guy. Watching Ritter last year, I am not a Ritter guy at all. And we know Mayfield are trash. Depending on how this, he doing. could be the first. He could be the best quarterback in the division. I'm not going to disrespect Carr that much, but I, I think Bryce Young is the second know. best quarterback. If he has a really good season, it's going to be a conversation to be had, but. All right, that is my double down play today. Play today, eighteen to one. Bryce, not Bryce Young, but Frank Wright to win Coach of the Year. Um, make sure you go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Other best bet, Steichen, twenty to one. Can't get away from that. I will. I want to look at a long shot. What's a long shot that I can sprinkle on? Uh, define long shot because you already gave out Reich at eighteen to one. So what are you considering a long shot? Yeah, twenty. I, I want something higher than twenty. You want Vrabel twenty five? Mm-hmm. By the way, we didn't mention Jonathan Gannon because because we both think Arizona is going to be atrocious. Yeah, I can't even sit here and try to cap to you like any situation. I think Arizona. That's why we didn't mention him. So just to be clear, if you were wondering why we weren't showing Arizona any love, it's because they're bad. I will take the longest shot on Vikings can't keep that up. Yeah, it will be Vrabel, but I see a 35 to one. So yeah, Vrabel really 35, 35 to one. That's okay. That'd be the longest. Fourth a flyer if Tannehill stays healthy. Yeah, very much so. All right. What you like? All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to, first of all, go with you on Reich. Uh, can't spell Reichel without Reich, so I'm going to go with the 18-1. to 1. Simply put, I just think that division's really bad. Carolina had moments last year after they fired their initial coach and rule where they actually looked decent. They became a run-first team, and they actually won a decent amount of games. Uh, so I do think they kind of found something down the stretch there last year. They might stick with the ground game. Uh, I do think that Bryce Young, he is undersized, so I do kind of wonder how he's going to look. But once again, in a bad division... I think Bryce Young, even if he's going to struggle, at least he makes good decisions with the football. If they win the turnover margin in this division, they might win the division anyway because all the other teams in this division are going to keep turning it over and they're atrocious with regard to uh, ball control. So I can't see Carolina becoming a defensive-minded team that tries to win lower-scoring games 
or maybe Bryce Young's able to air it out a little bit and they have some success. But I'm going to go with Frank Reich uh, at 18 to one as well. I think it's a bad division, and I do like the overall roster of their team. So if Bryce Young is good, then I do think Carolina could be a pretty sneaky team to win nine games or so. So I'll go with him at 18 to one. And you know what? I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Green Bay. I'm going to go with Lafleur, who I think has good a good price here at 20 to one. I'm not sure how good of a coach he actually is, but the fact is Green Bay did have a lot of success under Rodgers, and I know he won a couple MVPs, and they ended up losing in a couple of heartbreaking home playoff games. But the point is, I do think this roster is quite experienced. It's quite talented. They had some injuries to the defensive side of the ball, which was an issue for this team. They could not stop the run last year to save their damn lives. If the defense improves and love is going to be good, they still have a very solid option in Watson at receiver, who was a madman last year who was really a non-factor for the first half of the year. Good ground game with Aaron Jones and with A.J. Dillon. I do like their overall roster. And I do think that with the Lions getting a bunch of hype, and the Lions never live up to any hype if we're being realistic with ourselves here. And the Vikings, once again, were so good in one-score games last year that has to uh, regress back to normal. I think there was a world where Green Bay wins 10-plus games Nobody wants to play in Lambeau in the middle of December. Nobody. Mm-hmm. As somebody who went to college in Wisconsin for four years, I don't know how the hell I did it for four years. It is a miserable experience uh, living in the winter there for a couple of months. Green Bay at home in the late months, you can have the worst quarterback imaginable. You're still going to win games. Give me a four twenty 20-1. to 1. I think Green Bay is a pretty solid dark horse candidate to win that division. All right. Scott, anything else for the people before we get up out of here? Uh, not really. Shout out to my uh, guy, to my friends at Wisconsin. Uh, sorry if I'm, I'm just being honest. You know, it kind of sucks living there in the winter. Just being honest. But yeah, you can find me on Twitter, Rice Show Radio. Besides that, uh, just keeping busy with the NBA Gambling Podcast, the uh, Tennis Gambling Podcast, WNBA Gambling Podcast, and yeah, let's make some money. All right. If you're not already, make sure you follow us on Twitter at SGPN NFL. Make sure you're following us on YouTube where you can catch these live videos. If you're not catching us live, you can catch us live on YouTube. Other than that, make sure you're leaving reviews. Definitely leave reviews. We need all of that. He's at Russia Radio. I'm at really real underscore underscore. And I have nothing else to say. Nothing else to do. No other way of ending the podcast. We're just going to end it like this. Sweet. Sweet.